Welcome to Coming Down the Pipe, ARS Global's monthly podcast about pipelines, pipeline construction, uh, investments, and the market in general. We are the streamlined sourcing, streamlined, no, can't start over. Welcome to Coming Down the Pipe, ARS Global's monthly podcast about pipelines, pipeline construction, investments, and the market in general. We're the midstream partner for Streamline Sourcing Solutions, and today we have the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Ryan Piper. Ryan, why don't you tell everyone what you do for ARS uh, and how long you've been doing it? Yeah, so I've been here for two and a half years now and uh, handle business development. Uh, activities, uh, get involved in operations and project management, uh, quoting, um, so uh, entertainment, golfing adventures, golf tournaments, right uh, dinners, yep. lunches, so all, all, the, all the fun stuff. Um, I'm Josh Averett, uh, president of ARS Global, uh, been here for about four years and I handle some business development functions as well as some general operations activities. And today, Piper, what we're going to talk about is um, the role that ARS plays in the sales cycle in our peer-to-peer model and what we offer, I guess, to buyers and to sellers. So, um, you know, I think there's a misconception about when other brokers or other companies may try to uh, to kind of line up two parties in a, in a pipe transaction. And I think the misconception is buyer, here's a seller, let's all let's all buy, get this pipe bought. And it's not quite that easy as we both know. Um, and one thing that I, I want you to talk about today is what does ARS do for a buyer um, in, that, in the moments after they come to ARS and say, hey man, I need 10 miles of 36 inch pipe. Can you find it? And we say yes. Uh, what does that typically look like for you uh, on the business development side? And, uh, and what services do you offer in that realm? Well, yeah, we're here to make life easier uh, for our customers and also folks on the selling side as well. Uh, so we'll arrange those schedules, or excuse me, inspections. Uh, we'll schedule those inspections. We'll uh, provide all traceability, uh, prove that MTRs, um, any type of welding documentation, anything, any document related to that pipe, we'll provide it and show that it's all intact. Um, we'll be involved in the, the strip and recoat process uh, if necessary. Uh, we'll also, uh, we can manage the logistics. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, it's the full gamut. It's not just hey, we connected buyer to seller and you know, hopefully the transaction occurs. We want to be there and with white gloves, uh, hopefully get that deal across the finish line. Yep, 100%. Uh, and when you talk about um, you know, managing the logistics side of it, what, what does ARS usually do from a logistics perspective? Well, we, uh, we can be involved with rail uh, trucking, sometimes a combo of getting the pipe uh, to a rail spur if one's not uh, close, you know, right there on, on site at the, the pipe yard. Um, we've entertained barging pipe from uh, point A to point B uh, as well. So uh, we have preferred logistics 
uh, folks that, that we talk to daily on a daily basis and uh, they're super helpful and great resource for us. Sure, and, uh, and why would a seller or a buyer per se, um, why would they handle? Why would they hire ARS to handle that and not just handle it themselves? Um, perhaps they don't have the uh, the folks internally that that can do it. You know that uh, they they'd rather they one throat to choke, so to speak. Um, you know that's that's kind of where we've been helpful to owner operators in the past. Sure, and uh, the owner of our company, Tyler Williams, he always preaches focus your focus where your focus needs to be. And uh, I think that hiring ARS really helps uh, the, the owner or the seller uh, focus their focus where it needs to be, right? And that, that comes down to um, even finding buyers for the pipe, I think. Uh, the, the buyers or the buyer organizations like um, someone's procurement department and one of the gas companies procurement department they need to be focused on sourcing materials for new projects and making sure their contracts have the right language and uh, moving their organization down the line they don't need to be focused on um, evaluating their inventories all the time for idle assets and then you know what does that idle asset look like it, it looks like pipe that's sitting in the middle of a farmer's field in the middle of South Texas um, with a with a lease involved, with equipment involved, with overhead involved. Um, and and then you go to someone whose job is to purchase the pipe and you say, hey, now I need you to get rid of it. Well where do they start? Right? They don't need to be focused on that. And that's where ARS comes into uh, comes into the picture with our peer-to-peer -peer model. And um, as the Investment Recovery Association uh, says in their handbook, there's kind of a hierarchy of, um, I would say, returned capital on your assets. And the, the top of that hierarchy is an end user. And that's what ARS specializes in focusing um, on, is the end users. And uh, in turn, a seller can turn idle idle inventory into, into cash and uh, re receive a lot more cash than they typically would in like uh, selling to another broker or to a scrap company and those other brokers and scrap companies kind of work their way down the triangle of, uh, of that hierarchy from the Investment Recovery Association. And so what ARS focuses on is the end users but we also have a network of brokers and uh, on the last episode Wendy talked about uh, some of the construction companies that she deals with on a daily basis, and uh, that would be kind of the middle rung, right? Is either a, a salvage company or or another broker, and and typically prices are about about the same. And then as we work our way down, it, it goes to scrap. And if it ever gets to scrap, uh, something's gone really, really wrong um, with all the pipe buyers out there, as well as the reduced returns. It's going to be a massive write down for for any oil and gas company, and. Um, that is not a good word around, pub especially around publicly traded companies. When you talk about impacts on uh, return per share basis and things like that, when you start taking write-offs every quarter just because your pipe has sat around in a pipe yard for years and years and years, and no one bothered to take a look at it and uh, and look at someone like ARS Global that can that can turn that into some money. So, um, you know, after after the sales process goes down and uh, 
and you guys have arranged the inspection and arranged the stripping and recoding and, and arranged the outbound logistics, um, how do you start tracking new projects uh, for, you know, I mean, that, that project's dead and gone. It's, it's done. It's welded up. It's in the ground. So what now for Ryan and Wendy and Dennis and everyone? What, what happens after that? Well, we're always uh, tracking projects. So we've got our spreadsheets where we monitor uh, timelines, project names, scope, uh, the gas company, owner-operator, uh, transmission company. Um, sometimes we're monitoring on the buy side if perhaps there is a cancel project or somebody has uh, left over some surplus. Say that's three or four miles left over, they bought extra, and they need to get rid of the three or four miles of 10, 12, 16 inch or whatever the case may be. Uh, then we can come in and, and possibly be a good resource there. Great, great. And what would you say is uh, you know, ARS's sweet spot as far as buying inventory? If, if I was a seller or a gas company and I had some uh, leftover inventory, what would, what would you say ARS's specialty is? Well, I mean, if you look at our track record, we've purchased several hundred miles of 36 and 42 inch pipe. Um, so I would venture to say that there's probably nothing that's that's out of our wheelhouse at this point. Fair enough, and I think that you know, with all of the CCUS uh, competition going on in the United States right now, uh, and the hydrogen world and things like that, I think that you know we're going to maybe have to evolve from that 36 inch and 42 inch model uh, down to some smaller diameters. I think there's going to be some project cancellations down the road, unfortunately, because no one wants to see projects actually get canceled. We want them all to go. Uh, but unfortunately, it's the nature of our industry and the nature of uh, business, um, especially when you start looking at speed to market and companies that are a little more nimble to other than others. Uh, they get their pipe in the ground faster. And uh, at that point, someone ends up getting left holding the bag. So um, what, we, what we're going to look at is uh, evolving into uh, that 8, 10, 12, 16 inch uh, space and um, you know really try to become the full midstream partner that we know we already are. Uh, but uh, you know one thing, and this is kind of a uh, this is kind of a general message out there. Uh, not only do we purchase 36 and 42 inch pipe, but we also purchase uh, large quantities of small diameter pipe as well. So we're always on the lookout for that. Uh, and if uh, if there is any out there, we'd we'd love to to take a run at it. So. Um, Brian, thanks, man, for joining us. Always, always fun being with you, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Coming Down the Pipe, our monthly podcast that you can get on any of the platforms that you uh, that you get your podcasts on. Please make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you again next month.